Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, June 25th, 2017, and released on Sunday, March 21st, 2021. This week's message is titled, How to Stand for What's Right in a World Gone Wrong. And the scripture reference is 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1-2 through 2 and 16. My prayer is that this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon. How to stand for what's right in a world gone wrong. Let's pray. Our dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to preach your word. We pray, Lord, that your word will not return void. People will hear it and apply it and use it in their own lives. Be with us now. In your precious name I pray. Amen. You know, Americans today seem to be more interested in their own creative faith than in Christianity. And this is not just a statement from the preacher. There was a recent study done that shows that most Americans are now creating their own brand of faith. Why not? We live in the age of the iPod, the iPhone, the iPad. Why not the iGod? People want to keep what they like about God and throw out what they don't like. They believe in a God of love. Oh, they believe in a God of forgiveness and and most certainly a God of mercy. They agree with that God. But however, they're offended by the biblical teaching of a God that's holy. They're offended that God is a God of righteousness. And they are offended that God calls sin, sin, and he judges sin. They are making God in their own image, these modern-day Americans, and it has been said, God made man in his image, and man returned the favor. We see a departing from the faith in God's word. Read with me in verse number 1 and 2 of chapter 4 of 1 Timothy. It says, now the Spirit speaketh expressly, expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits, doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. The latter times, departing from the faith, folks. Would you... Well, would anyone disagree with me that we are not living in the latter days? Just look at the developments in America. Just in the last 50 years, America has been around for almost 250 years now. But within the last 50 years alone, uh, women were given the legal right to murder their unborn children. God has been kicked out of our schools and government. And the liberal left and the media have made it a crime to be a Christian. Every prophecy that needs to be fulfilled before Jesus Christ comes and takes his church home, raptures his church out, has been completed. Nothing else has to be done. There is no doubt then in my idea, in my mind, that these are the latter days. And people become the victim of seducing spirits. Americans didn't wake up one day and said, we want to be evil. We want to be bad. 
We don't want to love God. We want to love ourselves. They just didn't do that overnight, folks. That happened gradually through a period of time. These seducing spirits are directly from Satan. It's his way of trying to destroy us as individuals as well as our wonderful nation that we live in. How do you think some of the following things ever become acceptable in America? Think back, if you'd have been a pioneer back in the 1800s to the 1860s, would you have ever dreamed of any of these things ever happening in America? Abortion, homosexuality in men and women. If there was such a thing back in the pioneer days of America, it was certainly hush-hush. The criminalization of you and me who are trying to be Christians, making us out to be the evil people of the world because we believe in God and we believe in an evangelical world where we want to see the world saved. A media that will lie to you, keeping control of your vote, and an education system that when I went through it in the 60s was considered one of the best in the world, if not the best in the world. But with the decision by the Supreme Court to kick God out of the schools in 1963, we started going downhill. And today, the American education system is one of the worst in the world. Satan must be grinning and having a great time. He is winning the war. He is bringing America down. He's capturing America without any effort at all. Just by a few seducing spirits. And then we see some of the doctrines of Satan. What are these doctrines? Well, while Satan was seducing people away from what they uh, know is right and what they believe, he was forming his own doctrines, his own form of a truth for people to live by. It all started with Satan infiltrating the churches. Because, folks, all this stuff I named 50 years, within the last 50 years, would have never happened if God's people had done what they should have done. If God's people would have stood up and said, no, this will not happen in America. But they didn't do it. They started, Satan started infiltrating the churches. He changed their Bibles to where some versions do not even tell the truth anymore. And some of them are so far out, you certainly can't tell what they're trying to say. Satan moved people from fulfilling the great commission of Jesus. What did Jesus tell us in Matthew? Go into all the worlds to save people, to bring them back to Christ, and then to train them in the ways of Christ. He actually even calls people, the Christians, to doubt the truth of God's word. They, had to, they started wondering within themselves, is this the truth? Did God create the world in six days? Did God part the Red Sea so the Israelites could get away from the Egyptian army? Why would they doubt it? Because their mind gets infiltrated with all this evil that's in the world today. Unknowingly, Christians become unfaithful, lacking in knowledge of the Bible, which is an excellent tool for Satan to use. Anytime people do get out of the word, they will backslide without even realizing they are. 
Sadly, these Christians and Americans are ignorant today of the fact that they have departed from the faith. You talk to the average person at home, because they're not going to be here. I'm preaching a message to the people this don't really apply to. But the thing is, you ask most people in America, you're a Christian? Oh, yes, I'm a Christian. Do you go to church? Well, not anymore. Well, do you, uh, do you tithe to the church? No, no, I don't give no money to them. Uh, and just go on down the line, and you'll see how they have departed from the faith, even though they call themselves a Christian. They are oblivious to what they have done. They believe everything is okay. They're in la-la land. They are ignorant of the destruction of America's moral society. What did our moral society used to be? It was based upon God's word. It was based upon the commandments and statutes in God's word. What is it based on now? Do what you want to do. It's okay. So what's the result of departing from the faith? We see in the rise of one of the doctrines of Satan is the rise of moral humanism. Also, some of the factors that determine moral humanism is, number one, there are no absolutes in life. Everything is abstract. That means there's nothing definite. Humanism teaches we are all products of the evolutionary process. I'm sorry, folks. But I did not come from a monkey. May look like one, but I didn't come from it. <laughs> we work at our own. Who said something there? I heard something. <laughs> we, they believe that we make our own luck. These humanists believe that we create our own fate. And that everyone is basically good. Oh, my goodness. They're calling the Bible a liar because the Bible says there is none righteous, no, not one. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So when they say everybody's good, somebody's wrong, either them or the Bible. And I say they are. But unfortunately, most people in America are going along with the humanists. If someone happens to go bad, it's because we're products of our environment. We couldn't help it. It just happened. No absolute truth is acceptable to a humanist. Makes them mad. They will not accept anything from God's word that tells them how to live. They, the ironic thing about these who accept moral humanism is that they seem to be tolerant of other people. They're tolerant of the Muslims. They're tolerant of the Buddhists. They're even tolerant of atheists. But they are not tolerant of a Christian, somebody that stands on God's word. Humanists become intolerant of all Christians that holds God's word to be precious in our hearts. Humanists believe that our culture will not accept any absolute truths. Well, I'm going to beg to differ with them a couple of absolute truths. Number one, there is only one way to be saved, and that's through Jesus Christ, shed blood, as payment for our sins. That and that alone is the only way to go to heaven. Number two, people and, and faiths that deny the deity of Jesus Christ are a cult. I didn't stutter. That's what I believe they are. That's what I believe it teaches they are. If a 
of religion you know of, and there are several in America, that do not believe in the deity of our Jesus Christ as our Savior, then they are a cult. And the people that believe that away in those faiths are going to hell. God established through his commandments and statutes all we need to have a moral society. We need nothing else. So what is the result of no absolute truth? Humanists believe I have my truth and you have yours. Your truth is not necessarily my truth. Well, let's put this belief into a practical example. And picture this in your mind, if you would, folks. In our traffic system today, imagine for a moment that we had no traffic lights. We had no stop signs. We had no yield signs. We had no signs, period. We had no stripes. We had nothing but a place to drive. There would be an accident approximately every 33 seconds in Carlsbad, not to mention a major town. That is totally ridiculous. We would have absolute chaos if we had no absolutes. We've got to have guidelines to live by, folks. So this is what humanism does to our culture that we live in. It develops total chaos, which is what you've been seeing for the last 10 years or so. Absolute chaos. And finally, you must be grounded in the Word of God. Verse number 16 of our same text and chapter says, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. So you must be grounded in the word of God. In this immoral world, we've got to cling tightly to the truth of God's word. There's nothing else for us. We have nothing else to hold on to, folks. God's word is all. Our government can't help us. Our, those who live among us cannot help us. Without God's word, we are at the mercy of Satan's world. Without God's word, Satan wins. He wins. What you believe matters, folks. You've heard the statement before, you are what you eat. I don't know what I am. <laughs> you are what you eat, but you know, I'm going to give you another statement. You will believe what you read. And if you're not in God's Word, you're going to believe other stuff you read, like newspaper, magazines, or what you hear on the TV screen. And a lot of that stuff is just pure garbage, folks. That's all it is. If you are in God's Word, you will believe the commandments of God. I've never doubted God's Word. I grew up in a church. I believed all of God's Word that I knew of prior to being saved. Never doubted it whatsoever. You will believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, the fact that he saves your soul. You will want to be like Jesus, Peter, Paul, and other Bible heroes that we have to look up to. My favorite, Gideon. Now, why do you think that many times people who attend public state colleges like myself, I did, are influenced by their liberal beliefs? Because these people are not grounded in God's word. Lowest grade I made in college was a D. I made it in a philosophy class because I refused to deny the 
six-day creation of the world. My professor called me everything but an idiot. He couldn't flunk me, though, because I did all the work that was required for the test, for the class. You've got to know what you believe before you put yourself into a situation like a public college. Otherwise, they can take you and make you what they are. A person that does not believe in the Word of God and actually a humanist is what they would make you into. Your belief system will define who you are. The Word of God is never going to lead you wrong, folks. It's never going to. If you care who you are, read the Bible. If you want to know the truth, read the Bible. Studying your Bible and giving your life to Jesus will do two things for you. First of all, you will be saved. Second of all, you'll be able to influence others to be saved. Just like we did in Vacation Bible School this last week. I encourage you today to hold on to the truth of God's Word. When the world considers it intolerant and hateful, the Bible, God's Holy Word, will never lead you astray. What you believe is very important in determining who you are. My hope and prayer today is that this message will help you stand for what's right in a wicked world that is so wrong. I pray that you've heard that message today and will take it to your heart. As Brother Terry and Roxanne come, let's have a word of prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done for us. We thank you for your precious word that you give us. We want it to not return void, Father. So we pray that people will hold the word that we preach today in their heart and realize that the only way that we can defeat Satan and the only way that we can stay true to your statutes and your commandments is by being and reading your word. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you do for us. Be with us in our invitation now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com slash hvbcnm. That is facebook.com slash hvbcnm, as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. If you would like to receive text alerts to your phone with announcements and prayer requests, you can send a text to 81010 with at HVBCNM in the body of the text. If you have any trouble with getting signed up, please ask for help from Christina or Dan. To find additional podcast sermons, you can go to podcast.hvbcnm.org. We would also like to invite you to come worship with us if you are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area. We are at 4103 West Texas Street in Carlsbad. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m., and Sunday morning services start at 10.45 a.m. We now offer the option to listen to the sermon during Sunday morning services over your car's FM radio. Thank you, and God bless.